welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Sonia Shelton, CEO of Executive Leadership Consulting. She's passionate about building team culture, and she's also a best-selling author. Welcome to the show, Sonia. Thank you, AJ. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for our conversation. Absolutely. You are welcome to the show. You are welcome to India. And I'm sure a lot of people will benefit from whatever you have to say on leadership. We'll be talking about leadership, about executive. So my first question to you, Sonia, is to understand that you want to build work environments where employees are fulfilled and completed, completely committed to their organization, organization's success. And today, Leadership is beset with problems uh, like uh, great resignation. Employees are wanting to be a part of the great resignation. And amidst all these things, quite quitting is happening. And then a lot of people are debating whether it should be back to work, hybrid work, work from home. In this uh, situation, in, in, that, in that whatever is happening at the workplaces, a lot of leadership is grappling with uh, imposter syndrome, uh, some real and some, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe several are imposters, maybe. So in this situation, how do you see this situation panning out and leading to happy workplaces? You want to build happy and passionate work culture. How do you see uh, this happening amidst all these things? What's the way out? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, what research shows is that employees and team members want to be, to work for a company that's well-led and headed in the right direction, right? So they need two things. They need, the, the first thing they need is purpose. They need to understand what is the purpose of the company? How does their personal purpose connect to that purpose? And then that's where passion comes from. That's where they're gonna be excited about what they're doing. They're gonna see that what they're doing has meaning. And then they're also going to be excited to what the company is doing and they want to contribute to that success. And so, and then when you have passion like that, you can break through any obstacles, right? Whether it's economy issues, um, whether it's talent issues, whatever it is, you, you can break through it when people are connected to that purpose. And the second thing is clarity, right? So they need to understand where the company's going. What are we trying to achieve? What's the vision? Um, what's my part in that? How can I help move that forward? And then I think thirdly, how can how are we doing, right? So I think sometimes we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day and working towards our goals and vision that we forget to stop and celebrate those small wins to show that we're making progress. And one of the things that, that you didn't mention that I'm seeing as a big trend in the workplace is burnout and overwhelm, right? So um, and that's, I, I think, really coming from this lack of purpose, lack of clarity, and then not taking the time to stop and celebrate the progress that's being made, even if it's small. So if you imagine, like, um, if you're running on a treadmill, you don't really feel like you're going anywhere. And then that starts to create burnout because you don't really see you're making progress, right? Um, and, when, and so when you stop and celebrate those small wins, then you can see, okay, we're going somewhere. We're making progress in this direction. Sometimes it's hard. We face obstacles, but we're getting there, right? And and that's where that that creating a, a fulfilling place to work comes from. 
absolutely absolutely but you see uh, uh, when you talk of purpose then it also collides with profit and that is that is a big dilemma for many even for, for the right sort of leadership if we call them uh, actual leaders because they also have pressure and amidst this uh, this situation when we are talking about better workplaces a lot of employees are just worried about their jobs because it's the, uh, the state of the economy the state of the industry and the industry also wants to be in good condition so they they are also focused on profit then how will this purpose come and then who is the uh, who is the one who is going to uh, put this purpose in place for the organization is it the executive and if we are talking about the leaders then where is that leader if you are talking about executive today there is this talk of why not automate the ceo they have already got one in hong kong and that's a, that is uh, doing quite well not bad not too bad uh, you know ai ceo so in in this backdrop where is the leader where is that passionate work culture again who is going to do it and how why is it that when people are in such top positions uh, they continue to remain as just executives and not leadership not leaders so you have written a book also you are an executive but are you a leader so tell us in that backdrop also what's in that book what can organizations executives learn so that they can make the good transition from a mere executive to a leader who people love and who can people can look up to how do you see this yes absolutely so so i wrote the book you're an executive but are you a leader to be a little bit provocative right so there there isn't a difference between being an executive and being a leader necessarily one is a title one is a behavior how you're showing up performance right so um so it really is you know and i mentioned at the beginning that that people are looking for leadership they want to be they want to work for a company that's well led and headed in the right direction if you don't know where you're going if you don't have that vision and purpose nobody can follow you right if you're not clear about why the company does what it does how it delivers that and ultimately what both employees and customers can expect from you then how is your team going to understand that how can they help you achieve that so when so when i talk about purpose that's what i mean why do you do what you do how do you deliver on that why and then what when then what can others expect from you both internally and externally and that's then that creates your purpose right so when you have that you mentioned the 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 conflict between purpose and profit actually when you really focus on your purpose the profits happen exponentially right because you're looking and then you're you're really looking at every single process that you do how you're structured is it aligned with our purpose is it aligned with our vision then you're you stop doing everything else right so if if it's not aligned with where you're going and it's not aligned with why you're why you exist then you stop doing it and you empower people to question and say you know can we do this better can we do this more efficiently and you can actually increase profits by ex- by really focusing on your purpose and vision because everybody is laser focused on why we do what we do and where we're going and um, everything else is just noise and they can let it go right right sonia so 
uh, to understand for the audience, if a common man wants to understand, why have we come to this crossroad? Why is this situation? Who is responsible for this? One people, one person, two person, ten people, the industry, one industry, one sector. How did we come to this situation? And, and let's look at good solutions. What is the way out of this? Because a lot of you, you advise a lot of uh, top people. What is it that they come to? Everybody is nice. I have to understand. I understand that it's the it's the conflict when you are at uh, in a situation where you have to choose between your prop your benefits rather than that of the greater good. That is the employees and the companies and the vision and a lot of CEOs they want to do good, but then there is the board and then there are investors. So in this situation. What is the way out? What do you advise to these people? What is the problem that they generally come to you with? Purpose, profit, or anything else? Yeah, I think usually the problem that they come to me with is we can't, we either can't get our team uh, aligned or on the same page, everybody moving in the same direction. People are not really focused. They're not performing. Uh, they're looking or they're, they're growing really fast and they're looking to you know how do we keep people together and really create uh, a strong culture when we're growing so fast and um so those are usually the times when when people will come to to executive leadership consulting for help but we're it's really um i think your your previous question on how did we get here i think that it's a, it's a lot of the speed of technology right you, like you mentioned the the ai ceo like technology is moving so fast it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you're being impacted by that speed, right? So, so we're getting so much information and we're moving at a pace that's, that's faster than it's ever been before and probably the slowest it'll ever be, right? <laughs> Going forward, right? It's move, things are moving fast. And as a result, people are, are taking in a lot of information. They're getting more reactive to what's happening rather than really staying focused on their purpose and vision and, and looking more long-term and making decisions from that place of long-term. Now that doesn't mean, I, th I, I think a lot of companies used to do that, you know, three-year strategy or five-year strategy. I tell clients that's really not possible anymore, right? You can't, <clears throat> we, we really can't predict where we're going to be five years from now anymore, but we can say what, what, what areas of focus do we need to have? What are the top three things that we need to focus on as a company to get towards our vision? And we can stay focused on that. And it doesn't matter. Yes, we can respond to what customers are asking for, or what's happening in the marketplace, but we can stay focused. So what, what I see is the biggest problem is that our companies are trying to do too much or they're changing direction too fast and without understanding the why and standing on their purpose of, of just because your competitor is doing that doesn't mean that we should do that, right? And, um, and re just really standing in their lane. And then I think there's also, um, you know, with, with younger generations are, are not standing for things that don't have meaning, right? So they, they want to work for places. You mentioned the great resignation earlier and quiet quitting. You know, when I, when I watch some of these TikTok videos about young people talking about it, that's what it's about, right? They they want what they do to mean something and they're not going to stand for just showing up to work um, and, and following people who aren't leading them. But they're also doing it when, they, when it comes to buying, right? So consumers are also more likely 
to buy from a company that has a strong purpose that they believe in than one that doesn't, right? So, so it can also be a differentiator for you and, and your company to say, this is what we stand for. This is what we're about. This is our purpose for being as a company. It, it can be, you know, in a social cause, sure, but it doesn't have to be. It's, it, you know, what it, what is it that you're trying to deliver that is providing value and you're making sure that, that people understand that and they'll get behind you and they'll, they'll choose you over a competitor because they understand that about you. So, it, so the writing is on the wall, very, very clear. The younger generation, what they want to do, with whom they want to work, with whom, from whom they want to buy. And even the older generation, see, I, I read a report some days back, if I read it correctly, around by 2027, only 30% of the younger generation will be wanting to work in the traditional workforce. The rest has to come for the from the traditional way people have been employed. And that means the older generation. But we are pushing them out. Many, are, many have uh, gone to, uh, say, part of the great resignation. Some people have also gone to podcasting like me. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and in amidst all these things, then there is this whole case that you worked, uh, talked about is the uh, employee burnout. Why? Why? Toxicity can be understood. Problems at workplaces can be understood. But why is this thing happening? Again, is it that again uh, some people are working so much and some people are not working at all? What are the HR departments doing? What are these uh, CHROs and, and the CEOs and COOs and so many? You have been part of this internal communications event, Walt District uh, Company. You watch everything from very close uh, Sonia, so you know about these ins and outs. You can see it from the history. You can see it from the present with people coming to you. So, how does this situation look to be panning out? Is if the writing is so clear on the wall, then why are they not understanding? What will they do with an empty piece of paper as a vision when the they they can't read the writing on the wall? Who will read that vision paper? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it is really it's not HR's issue. It's the leadership's issue, right? And, and when I say leadership, I mean every single person in the company that leads other people, right? And, and making sure that they're aligned. They understand where the company is going. They understand what their piece of it is and they're moving in that direction um, so that they, uh, that, that, they're all, that they're all working together and collaborating. And, and I think there's also an element of really starting to look at people as individuals. So one of the things that, that we do is we have a tool that helps people understand their personal why. We call it the why connection. Like why, why do you personally do what you do? How do you, how do you internally process information and bring that why to life? And then ultimately, what can other people expect from you? And when you understand, we call it your superpower, right? So when you understand your why connection and you understand your superpower, then you know if this is the right role for you. But then when the whole team understands it, for like if, we, if all of us as a team understand each other in that way, we can really leverage our strengths. And, and, I, and I think that the time of looking at leadership as one size fits all is gone, right? We need to treat people as individuals. We need to understand that there is diversity. We can leverage that diversity. We can bring each person's superpower to the table and, and be even stronger as a result. 
but we have to understand each other and we have to understand ourselves first, right? And then we have to be able to understand each other. Right, right, Sonia. So how does somebody make that transition from just being a executive to actually being somebody who people can, you know, uh, feel that this is the, this is the leader uh, that we want? Or is, is your red thread leadership the answer to that? Can you share some tips here and tell us about this red thread leadership? You have also trademarked uh, it. Uh, I, I can see that. So tell us about that. I'm curious about this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I've talked a little bit about it already, right? We start, we start with why. So if you've ever heard of the book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why, we completely agree with him that you need to start with why. And start, as I mentioned, starting with the individual why and then the team why. And then we use that to connect to the company purpose and start to help the leader develop what is the purpose of the company? What's the company why? What's the company how? What's the company what? And then we use that as the thread to connect everything they do in the company, right? So we, so we use what are we call five Ps. So starting with purpose. And then we go to plan. So once you understand why you do what you do, how you do it and what you deliver, then you can say, okay, so where do we want to go with this? What's our vision? If we, once we understand our long-term vision, what are our areas of focus? What's our strategy? What are our goals behind that in the short term? So that we have our full plan. And then everybody gets communicated. Everybody in the company understands that plan, gets communicated out, and then they can start looking at their processes. So that's the third P. Is say, okay, so if, if this is our purpose and this is our plan, are the processes that we have in place the most efficient way for us to get there? And that's where profitability comes in, right? So, so looking at how, how can we be more efficient in where we're going and not just doing things because we've always done them that way, right? Really empowering employees to say, to question it. And then the fourth P is positions. Do you have the right people in the right roles? Are you structured the right way? Are you making the decisions the way that, um, that you need to make the decisions? Are people being rewarded in a way that motivates them, right? So, so not, not, just, um, not just for their intrinsic motivation, which we talked about with purpose, but also compensation, promotions, you know, all of those things. And so we talk about that in positions. And then the fifth P is passion, right? So that's where we connect every, you know, do they, are they passionate about the company that once they understand the purpose, are they passionate about that purpose? Are they passionate about their role in that purpose? So they understand their own their own um, role in that, and and are they, are they connecting the dots between what they do every day, and ultimately what the company is trying to do, and then do they have trust with each other and with the company? So in order to really create that passion, it starts on a foundation of trust, and so we measure, you know, what is the level of trust within the company? Do they trust each other? Do they trust their manager? Do they trust the company in general? And then we also measure the, their level of passion, right? So are they passionate about their role and are they passionate about the company? And then we use all of that to say, okay, so what are the, if once we understand what's happening, all of this is defined, what support does leadership need to be able to deliver on this and to continue to lead without us helping them, right? To, to continue to run that red thread through everything that they do. Right, right, Tony. One thing, you know, I wanted to understand from you is that we say that the young generation uh, are thinking differently. A lot of young people who have startups who are into entrepreneurship, 
many a times I see there is a lot of talk about unicorn and then you get sucked in by that idea. And, and they are young people. Why is it that uh, they, it all gets distorted as soon as you want to build something? Only a few remain unaffected by this, by this uh, so-called hyper-growth, not uh, being in the hyper-growth mode. How do you see that? Then who is the hope for the future? The younger generation, the new organizational way of thinking, the new leadership way of thinking. I'm trying to find some silver lining in the way I can see things going forward. Yeah, I think um, I think that the the hype around unicorns is is people looking for that differentiation, right? Looking for that purpose and meaning, something that makes them stand out, something that they can get passionate about. Um, but then I think once they start, maybe they come up with that great idea, then they they fall into that, what I talked about before, being reactive, right? So they don't stay with what their original vision was or what their original purpose was. They start listening to other people or making decisions too quickly or, or looking more short term. They're not looking at their long term plan. Um, and then I think that, that you know, what, what is the silver lining or where is the hope? I think is, I, I do... I actually love, I know a lot of leaders criticize the younger generation. I actually love what they're bringing to the table because they don't, they don't put up with it, right? They're not standing for things right. and they're vocal, they're vocal, they're vocal publicly. They get on social media. Um, you know, we see, you know, we've seen in the U S that, that uh, town halls that CEOs are doing where they're behaving badly end up in the press, right? Because people are recording it and then they're sending it out there. They're not standing for it, right? Which I which I think is helping us move into a direction, into recognizing there's a problem and starting to solve it. Absolutely. So I, I, I get to see some silver lining there. So that's a good thing. Now, yeah. a lot of people who want to see that silver lining in their companies, a lot of people who want to understand more about you, uh, and people who want to professionally get engaged with you, how can they do that? There's so much to learn from you and to, you know, to implement so many ideas uh, through you. Yes, absolutely. So I am very active on LinkedIn. Um, absolutely can connect with me there. I'm posting regularly. Our website is executiveleader.com. We have, um, there's a link to my book there. It's also on Amazon. And we have hundreds of blog articles and webinars and things that you can do for free on the website and resources that you can download. Um, and then I'd love to just gift your audience a masterclass that I have on Red Thread Leadership, which they can access at redthreadleadership.com and takes, takes you through the five Ps, how to implement them and how other companies have implemented them to give you some ideas on how to create that red thread um, of the five Ps in your own company. Wonderful, wonderful. I will be happy. Thank you very much for that. I'll be happy to include that in the in the show notes so that more and more people can benefit out of that. So with this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.